serving for the match. Zucheco, and the center celebrates, putting away a colossal kill. He's on the floor, and they've hit it straight at him. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the A-Space, the volleyball podcast brought to you by CEB. We're back again with a Champions League special and a very special guest indeed. He is, uh, well, he's a Champions League medalist. He's our very first Argentinian guest as well. I'd like to say a very big hello and a very warm welcome, Luciano De Checo. Welcome to the A-Space. Thank you so much for your time. Thank you for your invitation. Uh, great to have you here. Before we get into it with you, we must say hello to the wonderful Key Michael. Not so Aww. long-winded with the intro this week, but we've got so much to talk about. I just thought I'd get you in. How are you? Are you still in Switzerland? I'm great. I'm even better now that I know that Luciano has seen some of my volleyball episodes. <laughs> um, I'm great. I'm actually in Poland. Oh, dzień dobry. To, uh, yes, and to you as well. <laughs> I don't know any Polish at all. I've been mispronouncing all of the names of the cities and the towns. Um, I'm in, I'm in Wuch. Oh, Wuch. L-O-D-Z with the Wuch. Champions League team yes. from Wuch. Uh, interviewed with a player here. I don't know if I should give it away who it is. Well, do you want to give it away? Oh, I don't know. Or do you want, want to keep the to have exclusive? A suspense. Yeah, I got to have a bit of suspense. But it's a great episode. And um, yeah, it was really unexpected that I'd be in Poland, but um, I'm happy to be here. Oh, I love Poland. Incredible volleyball country. Hopefully they're making oh, yes. you feel welcome. Um, mm -hmm. you've, you've played plenty of volleyball in Poland, Luciano. What do you think of Poland as a volleyball country? Well, for me, Poland is huge. The, I, my first time in Poland, I played the final six in Dansk, 2011. Uh, we made the final six. We went to against Italy and Bulgaria. We played the semifinal, lost with Brazil. The, the Brazil, the Ricardinho, Giva, Andrea Cimento, and the people, the ground is, wow, huge. I think it, the best place for play volleyball now for the fans uh, is Poland. Yeah, mm. I, I, I don't think there are many people who would disagree with you. They've got a, a special place in many volleyball fans and players' hearts. So enjoy Poland, Key. I'm glad oh, you're thanks. there. Thanks, I am and, enjoying right, it. Good, good. Well, this is a this is a Champions League special. We'll talk about the competition as a whole a little bit later. Uh, but let's talk about your current Champions League adventure then, Luciano. We're playing the mini tournaments. You've played in your, your first one already. The team are going great. How did you find the experience? Every friend told me, oh, the bubble you play like <laughs> NBA. Say, so, yeah, maybe, I don't know. <laughs> we, we'll see, no? Uh, but it's yeah. not the same, but it's close. Uh, it's really, I don't know, regular, but the experience is good. Uh, we try to play a lot of play, a lot of games like it's possible. We know, and everybody knows the situation like the, with the COVID-19 and this blah, 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 blah. Okay. I don't speak the, the COVID for now, but uh, the team played really good. Uh, the first day, the first game against Perugia is we play a lot at hard level. I think uh, the best game in the season until now. And against Tour, we play not really good, but only for winning. But they feel, you know, when you winning, but do you play really good? Or I don't know. We some some maybe some questions, but uh, we are happy. 
unfortunately smear doesn't come with it's not the like you win but without play it's not the same but for now we're happy and to try the the next round i don't know in what date but for now really good i've been speaking to a couple of girls that are doing this bubble like you say this champions league three matches in a row and they have mold they have different views on it so on the one hand you only have to travel once but you have to play three matches back to back to back which the girls are saying is not that bad like a national team that's what they're used to doing right in those kind of tournaments so how do you see this sort of intense few games in a row for my mentality for my personality for me it's okay but the situation you need to adapt and and this can to tournaments like you need to play maybe two games in a row or three games in a row but you after you don't don't play maybe for one two three months i don't know so yeah. here in italy in the league you play maybe sunday after wait to the covid uh, or the for the, like this, this test who is possibly who is not uh, you maybe you can play the next week mm. now i think uh, this is okay you, you go to play you prepare to play you put the 100% every day for for make the, your objective in this maybe four or five days um if for the champions league i think now is the better situation uh, for the moment maybe in the regular or normal world i don't know uh, speaking of another day at the office you of course had that that fantastic win against Perugia. you already described it as the the best game of the season so far what was it like being on the other side of the net in the Champions League with those players and club that you know so well opposite you? Everyone in these maybe two, three weeks asks me yeah. the same, no? Here in Italy is a lot uh, news ask me, I feel some with Perugia, we play against Perugia. Um, yeah, I play six six season and a half in Perugia. I live in Perugia. I buy my home in Perugia. I married in Perugia. Uh, I don't know. I don't always play. Outside the court, for me, Perugia is my, my, is my home, my place. Uh, I have a lot of friends, uh, a lot of teammates or ex-teammates, a place against them. Okay, I speak in the hotel, I speak with the cell phone, not every day, but every week. Uh, uh, it's like family, but now I pro, I play for Chivitanova. This feeling uh, stay outside the door in the, the stadium. For me, I wake up, I'm, go inside in the stadium. For me, doesn't friend, no family, no anything. I go to play. I want to to win it for my team, for my, for my new club. And this is all. So now Chivitanova is your home. That starting six that, that you started against Perugia with yourself, Yoandi, Osmani, Robert Lande, Simone, Camille, and then and then Fabio as the libero. That is a serious team, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> First of all, we speak Spanish in the in the court. This is this is positive. With four uh, Cubans and one Latino, it's not uh, difficult. But I think uh, Juan Torrena, Leal, Simon uh, doesn't know the presentation he play really good volleyball to higher level to, I don't know, five, six, seven years, play a lot of tournaments like in the club and the club with the national team, win it a lot. For me, I'm 
learning to play close to these guys. Because looking at your career, you've had some some real high points, particularly in Italy, whether it's winning the CEV Cup back with Piacenza or winning best setter along with your Champions League silver medal in 2017. Do you feel like the best is yet to come from you? You've already said you still feel like you're learning. Do you still think you can play your best volleyball and maybe go even higher again? For me, I try to go up uh, like my brain and my funny and my love this game. I can go, you know? I think the, the limit is head. Mm -hmm. I don't know what's my limit. I play. Maybe where you play doesn't good. Chivitanova, Perugia, or these teams call another. I go to play maybe, I don't know, in France or in Argentina or another club with without some low pressure or low responsibility, but uh, stay here in this level, uh, like, I, I don't know, I come to Italy 2009, I'm staying here today, 2020. It's not easy. Wow. It's coming a, a lot of setters, the boring 2000 or yeah. <laughs> to make the difference, like, I don't know, nutrition, relax, uh, I don't know, kid, try to psychologist, but I want to stay here the much as possible. After I you know, okay, maybe in two, three, four years, I say, Lucho, another scam, go home, and okay, maybe my time is gone. But as a setter, surely it's not quite as drastic as an outside hitter or an opposite or a middle. I've envisioned that the setter just with experience just gets better and better and better. And your ceiling, you know, your age ceiling is much higher than someone, you know, with bad knees and bad back, like a middle blocker. Yeah, but the, the sport now, the ball is like a lot of physique. It's no more like technique mm. with maybe 10 years ago. The setter now is like jumping, blocking, serving really strong it's like no opposite but close uh, this reach to the super player like uh, Christensen, Bruno, Maruf, uh, I don't know, Tonyuti, Gianelli, you know the way to set is like close you know we have the really good blocker, really good serving, really good setting, attacks really good and defense okay it's like the five tools okay how much setters in the world have it? And you mentioned you mentioned some things there, like recovery and the, the mental aspect of it and just trying to keep your body keeping up with those youngsters. Are there things that you do and you would recommend to other players that they can do to get that like 1% edge? Well, I I transform in vegan. Ayo! <laughs> yeah, one, one year and a half ago, my wife is vegan. Uh, <laughs> Love it. For me is a huge transformation like i i don't need anything close to the veggie or the fruits i only eat meat i speak with my wife once one night and i say okay i want to try to to try difference for me i see veggies i see meat or i see i don't know rice i go with the rice or with the meat the veggies but that's over there <laughs> Good. That's rabbit food, right? <laughs> I'm a curious, a lot, and say, okay, I, I try to 
to try the difference, uh, try to fruit, veggies or soy or like this. And couple weeks, three, I don't know, three weeks after I say, okay, I try to make me vegan. And it's really good for me, for my body, for my transformation. I, maybe before I ran a little bit fat for the good level. Now I think I stay really good. After that, I think uh, I study a lot uh, my play, my game. Uh, I try to to change uh, my vision to volleyball. Uh, yeah, I try to uh, make couples with my teammates for for play bear for the uh, the trust for the, for the first. After make the example every day to try to put everything I have uh, in my body for for training for try to to go up. Uh, I try to put on the surface of the squat to try to after go better. Yeah, I love that you say you went vegan. I've uh, uh, probably like twenty five between twenty five and thirty percent of the girls that I've interviewed for the volley bubble are either vegetarian or vegan, and they say it's the best thing they ever did for their career for the physicality of it. And I think people on the outside that aren't athletes will be like, oh, where do you get your protein? But if you do it right, you get so much in your meals that, that you don't need to get from meat. Uh, and the list, the list of world-class athletes, particularly those who are coming to later in their careers, is absolutely astonishing. Yeah. It's the future, I'm telling you. It's the future. It's curious uh, the world is, uh, is changing, but I, I don't want for force to some people say, okay, change to vegan everyone have to choose it yourself mm -hmm. want to make in in no life no i change for for try to the food different but not for the meat is shit uh, the vegan is best no i want to try different uh, kinds of uh, veggies or fruits or i don't know vitamins but everything natural I make the smoothies, I buy the Vitamix, I try to cook different my my meals. And yes, everything with my, my husband and my wife. He's vegan for four years. He played tennis like, like pro. Uh, yeah, after you live in Italy, like Italy, pasta, pizza, and everything yeah, yeah. is not so easy, but prosciutto, brasala, parmigiano, oh my uh, gosh, yes. It's not the wow, but uh, for one year and a half, like two years, is I change everything. Now, I stay in the middle. I don't eat a lot of meat. Uh, I try to put more rice and kind of like uh, the different I'm pasta. Looking, I'm looking forward to Luciano's vegan volleyball cookbook. That can be... <laughs> yeah <laughs> when you stop Recipes playing when you hang up your knee pads watch this face no it's not easy no. but I try to no. learn the more possible yeah. oh, man. right with that it is time to pass the pod. If you're tuning into the A-Space for the first time because you're a huge fan of Luciano DiCecco, I am sure you are enjoying this because <laughs> I certainly am. What a fantastic guest. And we'll be hearing plenty more from him as the show goes on. But every week we hear from a different Champions League team. They update us on their situation. We get a little peek behind the curtain and they get to pass the pod on to the next team. This week we're heading to Germany to hear from the Berlin Recycling Volleys.
I'm Cody Kessel. I'm an outside hitter for the Berlin Recycling Volleys. I'm uh, Sebastian Kuda, and uh, I'm a former player from Beer Volleys. It's a pleasure to play in Berlin, as always, even when there's no fans. Uh, it's uh, always been a special place for volleyball, and, it, and it's coming more to the forefront of European volleyball for years now. Everyone kind of looks towards Berlin for, for big-time matches and big-time volleyball events to happen. So. Yeah, definitely a new experience. Uh, also to be in the hotel bubble together with uh, the team. But the back-to-back -back matches uh, was against really good competition. Uh, it's always just a pleasure as a as a player. And yeah, unfortunately we had some we've had some last-minute injuries or some injuries that have plagued us a bit this season. Uh, but we were able to still battle and compete and win a really important match against Ljubljana. A very hard fought three set, 3-0, three but was really hard fought and then didn't quite match uh, Kazan's level the second day. From reading the group, just the names, uh, I think the, the Polish team uh, was Shemia was like a, a big favorite in this group together with Kazan and Berlin, so like three big names. Missing them, I think, was uh, good for Berlin to get the, this victory. But I think for the for this tournament in Berlin, it was a little bit of pity to to miss that kind of competition. I think also for the Berlin team, they were a little bit upset because this is what you want. You want to play against the, the big teams and the, the, the big names. But I think the format is good just to realize the full Champions League in, in these times of the pandemic. So and just from an outside standpoint, I think it was a a good success and a, and, a, and a good competition. This is one of the most professionally run clubs in the world, so you really don't have anything to worry about. Uh, as a player from the management side, the media department does an amazing job. Everything is taken care of, and you're just free to work hard and improve and with a great group of players and coaches. So for me, it's been a real treat and a pleasure to, to be a Beer of Always player. What I like the most, it's they're still improving. They try every year, they try to find new ways to improve and also to take like, for example, the German league on the back and try to make the whole league better. They try to push uh, European volleyball in general with like hosting the, the, the finals and everything. So these are big steps just to not just improve beer volleys, but also volleyball in general. So this is, I think, pretty unique. Doing our best like every other sports team right now around the world and uh, and we're lucky to be playing. As an American, uh, so many sports leagues are shutting down and certainly the, the atmosphere in Max Spellinghalle is something special with the fans. So I'd be lying if I said that's the same, but um, uh, everything else has, we've kept a really high level uh, in terms of how we do things and, and the way we practice and the way we train. So the rest of the project carries on and hopefully the fans can still feel connected through all the other channels that we have. You expect the atmosphere of like 4,000, 5,000 people and there's like nobody. It is a big difference. The The respect they have for the players now is pretty big because it's it's a really, really tough season to find the motivation for every game to make it to make it a different feeling. So it doesn't feel like a, a you know, preparation game or something. So it's a, like a real game and this would, Normally the, the fans will help you automatic to get this feeling, but now they have to find the rhythm themselves. So it started in, in 91, was like after the uh, German reunion, uh, a couple of teams in Berlin just united and uh, created the SCC volleyball. That was like the 
first year they played and they won the German championship in 93. So that was the, the first success. And then they were always playing first division. And uh, in 2008, well, they took a big step, started to play in Max Schmeninghalle. Then in um, 2011, they were starting to play every game there. And also the main sponsor of Berlin Recycling um, stepped in and also took uh, took over the name. So at this point, it changed to Berlin Recycling Volley. From then on, it started like a, a huge uh, story of success. So we won uh, six championships in seven years. We made it to the Champions League Final Four twice. One in 2015, where we won the bronze medal here in Berlin. And 2017 in Rome, we ended up fourth place, but it was a um, great, great uh, experience and big success for us. 2016, we won the CV Cup, the biggest moment in club history, uh, I think was the, the hosting the final four when we had 18,000 people in the in Max Schmenning Halle. And yeah, so that's pretty much the history. I grew up watching those teams in 2011 and 2012. When I was a university player, they had some Amer Americans playing for the, the BR Volleys. So to fast forward now to 2020, 2021, to, it's still a pretty cool experience to now be a, be a player here. Now in Berlin, we have a big competition with other sports. So we have a very good basketball team, two good soccer teams, uh, hockey team, handball team. And among those, we Berlin Recycling Volleys are competing so there is we have a good attention in the media we have a lot of fans average averaging four and a half thousand people per season so i think um yeah we we accept it you to nominate uh, novara have a fellow colorado springs uh, a couple of americans haley washington from my hometown is playing on that, that team and micah hancock as well um, some great american players but uh, they're also a really strong and fun team to watch. So we'll go ahead and pass the pod to Igor Gorgonzola Navarra. Goodbye. Goodbye. <laughs> Always great to hear from Berlin. Amazing club. And I'm sure they're one of the teams who are really looking forward to welcoming fans back because they get, what, 13,000 per game? Amazing place. Love that club. And they've passed the pod on to Navarra. Always. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Interesting. Oh, yeah, you like that, do you, Key? Yeah, just, just you know, it was just there a couple of weeks ago. But anyway, uh, Key, I think it's time to dig in. Let's go. <laughs> Alrighty, we are digging into Luciano DiCecco. If you could choose one song to play every time you enter the room for the rest of your life, what would it be? Whoa. Uh, home, Mike Bublé. Oh yeah, big tune. I can't think. Can you, can you hum it for me? I can't think of it. I wanna go home. That one. I listen every day. Uh, oh no, every day no. Every day game. First to go inside the gym. You listen to that song. That's like your pump up jam. I listen to chill out and relaxing song for try to relax my brain and prepare for the game. I don't listen maybe like a reggaeton or I I go out to everything and go inside my world and my world need relax. Nice. That's so interesting. I love hearing how people start the game differently. How what headspace you need to get into. Luciano, can you describe yourself using just one color and explain why? Just one color, okay. I like the green, but not the military green. 
like a lime green, like a bright. Yeah, no lime, but in the middle, <laughs> white green. Light green, okay. Yeah, uh, I don't know, like I, I like the green, but I in one color, I think in my grandma told me once the green is like for patience. I don't know if it's true, but I'm some patient. They say geniuses choose green. Um, another question: If you could speak any language, what would it be? By the sounds of things, he speaks all of the languages already. I know. <laughs> how how many languages do you speak? No, I don't know. Two, three, at least three. I, I see a lot of movies. <laughs> uh, I know. I try to learn Russian and play once in mm-hmm. Russia. I think Russia is the the more interesting language I want to now speak. Wow. Russian. Well, good good luck. Oof. Good luck. Yes, good luck with that one. That seems like a difficult language. I try to, I try to learn. Do you prefer Netflix or YouTube? Amazon Prime. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I thought you were going to say Disney Plus. And what are you, what are you currently binge watching? Amazon Prime has a lot of serious TV. Now I have, I see, I start to see now in the bubble in France, like Night Shift. Uh, it's like the night shift to the San Antonio Memorial Hospital. It's like a like a TV show like this, oh, wow. like American. Okay. Yeah, it's really yeah. good. Oh. Sounds great. Which item of clothing do you wear the most? Mm. Knee pads. Oh. <laughs> yeah, probably knee pads. But probably yes. <laughs> probably yes. I don't know. What's one word that you hope other people would use to describe you? smiling but i really i don't really smile in my life (laughs) is that what you hope or you think time my friends my family turn smile when you play and the answer is the same i can't smile when you stay in play i don't know why all my brain is close to the smile or i don't know i try to focus you're in the zone you're funny i'm I'm fun i'm play i play good but i smile i don't know why (laughs) Yeah, well, you smile once you win, once the, the game's over. Outside the court, I'm normal gay, normal guy. So I'm smile, I make jokes, but in the court, it's impossible. And maybe the 80% I know me say me, why you smile in the court? <laughs> I can't, I don't know why. Oh, amazing. <laughs> All right, you mentioned before we started recording that you've been listening to podcasts recently. Do you have a favorite podcast? Yeah, I, I don't know. I listen a lot to NBA, you know? Now my friend Facundo Campasso go in the NBA, play with oh, the cool. So I follow uh, like the NBA podcast or in English and NBA podcast in Spanish. I lot, I learn, I listen a lot. So the more podcasts I listen is NBA for, for Spanish Spotify and Double double in Apple podcasts. Everything for basketball. Everything basketball. Did you ever play basketball? I play basketball, yes. Uh-huh, my okay. basketball. My life is starting basketball. Uh, my PlayStation, I play 2K21. <laughs> I don't know. I was going to say, I can see you're sitting in a gamer's chair, so you must enjoy a little uh-huh. bit of. Aha. Uh-huh. <laughs> I feel like men's volleyball players, their their pastime is video games, and women's volleyball, it's online shopping. The church is back. So now I stay in my in my bedroom, like David, or like you know, this is my yeah. clothes, my laundry. Mm-hmm. Okay. 
At least they're clean and folded. No, I, I threw mine on the floor so you can't see them on the camera. This is comfortable for my bag. I stay here not too much time in the, in the day. So, yeah, I like a PlayStation. I use for training for my attention. Plays first after the game. And non play only basketball, play Call of Duty, and play another games only for... Like for reactions and that keep, sort of thing. Oh. Yeah. I don't know if that's real, if that's just yeah. a reason to play I'm video sure, games. No, yeah, I think he's totally made that up. Yeah. Lewis Hamilton, NBA players, and the F1 the pilots use the PlayStation for the attention for the, the race. Check out. That's true. I have heard that, that race car, F1 drivers. That F1. is true. But they're sort of like simulating the driving. No, if you just, played a simulation setting, maybe that would make sense. No, maybe you, I'd believe you then. Playing Call of Duty on some of the shot uh, plays or games. How much time do we have? Should I do one more question? Yeah, yeah, one more question. All right. Then it's time for Fan versus Dan, and it's a good one this week. All right. Um, what is your favorite and your least favorite thing about yourself? My least, I think I have really curious in the best and the bad way, and uh, to be patient and try to to keep my calm in the in the difficult moment. I think this is my the best part. Mm. Your best part is staying calm and cool, and your worst part is being curious. I feel like that's not bad, being curious. Yeah, it's bad. <laughs> oh, it is bad. <laughs> oh, that sounds like a different podcast. I know. I feel like we need a story to back that up. <laughs> no, I, you know, when you're curious, you maybe you try to, uh, I try to, I don't know. My mom tell me the dog is is, is not my dog in Argentina. Is I feel pain. I don't know. I try to. To say, okay, where's the pain? Uh, how he do? Uh, where's the problem? Uh, like this, I'm stay bad. No, in this way, curious. I don't know. Okay. The, the word for try to describe this type or personality, no. But uh, in this situation, I I'm ask maybe ten questions from my mom to have the, my response. Okay, okay, I can go sleep now. I'm sorry. <laughs> Like a little kid when they're always like, but why? But why? But why? And you give the result, but why? Yeah, <laughs> you go down a rabbit hole and just yeah, like, ah. What is the word for this situation? It's no curious. Uh, um, I don't know. Um, inquisitive. Annoying. No, I'm joking. <laughs> annoying. Yeah, annoying. <laughs> yeah, but inquisitive and curious, but to quite a large extent. It's curious, but in difficult, in different situations. Not the curious, uh -huh. the okay, I try to go to Google to try to learn or see some stuff is different. Gotcha. Yeah. Right out. Well, I got back to you, Dave. I, I think that, that, that was a good round More of questions. More great questions. Yeah. Cheers, Luciano. Uh, we've still got Ask Me Anything to come as well, Luciano. Fans, we've told them you were coming on the podcast. We've had fans, supporters from all over the world sending questions in. I'm going to put them to you shortly. But before that, it's time for Fan versus Dan. <laughs> Throughout the Champions League, on the ace space, we are challenging supporters to take on Dan Manili. He's the CEV's own volleyball geek. We keep calling him a geek. He's not a geek. He's a great guy, but he's, <laughs> he's a lovely, lovely guy, but he loves his volleyball and he's great at predictions. So we're giving fans the opportunity to guess the results, put them up against his results. And if you beat Dan, then you can win some CEV Champions League goodies, some stash that'll be sent to you. Last week, our fan didn't do great. 
This week, it was a very different story indeed. Have a listen to this. Dan here from Fan versus Dan, our fan this week, Alex Porter, our pool, Pool A. And we had a couple of big milestones this week. The first one was my first loss, and the second one was Alex Porter with the perfect score, 18, guessing the winner and the exact set score of every single match. So no shame in losing to that. I had eight points myself, so not the best showing. The main difference in our picks between us was I was pretty high, pretty bullish on Fenerbahce. They were leading the Turkish league. They had a couple Canadian national team players, Graham Vigras, Nick Hogue, a few Turkish na national team players, Metin Toy but unfortunately not getting the job done against the Belgian team Lindemann else. I thought that would be a lock-in at a 3-0 win, but no, five-setter win for Fenerbahce. And I thought they would take a couple sets off of Kazuch and Kozil and Belchipov, but no dice for Fenerbahce this week. So right now, 1v1, fans versus Dan. You got a pretty good shot beating me, so submit your answers next week and you can win some fabulous prizes. Now back to Key and Dave. Alex Porter, a perfect score. He got every result right. 18 points. Dan got just eight. Now, that eight's not bad, but he even picked the three, two. Alex Porter, a doff of the hat to you. Shout out University of Essex. Shout out Tendring Volleyball. Yes. Um, he's a great guy, Alex is. Love him to bits. And I'm really pleased that come the end of this year's Champions League, some merchandise will be winging its way to you. Top man, Alex. Good job, Alex. Uh, the next opportunity to get involved will be Women's Pool B, uh, 26th to the 28th of January. If you want to enter, you need to write to us at the ace space at cev.eu. Alex Porter, you're now banned from the competition. Take your prizes, put your feet <laughs> up, um, and yes, you are a winner. Now, back to you, Luciano. Are you ready for some more questions? I have. <laughs> these ones these ones are a little more volley related um but we've heard boo. don't boo these are great the first one is from bossensei who trained you to be a setter who was the first person who made you fall in okay, love okay my first uh, training trainer coach like uh, i play in the like uh, a club uh, multi sports uh, i play basketball i choose basketball and volley so in three days a week i play basketball two days a week I play volleyball so uh, my first train uh, train is a uh, ariel pons like is my day my place santa fe he told me once that uh, you can play volleyball at a higher level but you need to choose the setter position you say oh no it's a more boring position in the volleyball <laughs> what yeah he said that or you said that? Yeah, I'm saying that. No way. <laughs> I, I don't want to play. And after that, I, I have an agreement. He told me, okay, you can play middle blocker or outside uh, receiver in your uh, category, in your age, but you want to play with the others, the more grown players, you need to play setter. Okay, okay. Say, try to yeah, I keep uh, my okay. every trainer for setting like the ball with the head with the with the wall with the basketball uh, put the ball in the basketball like setting everything I he tried to adapt my basketball philosophy to the volleyball or make more step interesting this changing and for me is now is the better and fun position in the world. 
88 Humble Man asks, what is your most unforgettable match? I think more recently, uh, we win the three, the, the three crowns in Italy, 2016, 2017. I think uh, the most important is the last game, the fight game in Perugia against Lube. We win the championship, my first championship. And this uh, week, I lost my grandma. So this game for me is really special, only for for the result, but for me, for my dream is to win the one champ, one Italian league, and this I think is the more recently and for me important game. Five One Volleyball asks, who are some other Argentinian players that fans should watch out for? I think uh, Facundo Conte, Sebastian Solé. Uh, and now he, I think the new ones is Agustin Losser playing France and Turcoing. He grown really good this season in the in the national team, and he's really good middle blocker. He's 97, 98, I think. Is uh, really good, and maybe this setter Matias Sanchez, I think, is really interesting. It's really funny to see and play really good ball. Oh, oh, and here's a great question, uh, because, of course, we're so used to seeing you playing in Italy, but the national team means so much to, to people. Volley International asks, what does it mean to you to wear the Argentinian, the Argentinian national team jersey? Yes, for me, it's everything. I try to, the first time I play every one sport in Argentina, for me, play for the national team is the best. Now, I'm, say, 14 seasons, I play three Olympics, four World Championships, a lot of tournaments in the middle, like South American tournaments, Pan American tournaments, World Cup in Japan and everything. For me, it's, must, it's like a plus. Everything I make and, and, and go away to the, with the national team. I'm, I'm the captain uh, at this 2016. For me, it's an honor, but uh, the, national, the national team is the, everything. Well, those are the, the questions that the supporters ask. Thank you so much. Um, finally, on the questions front, then we have a hot topic for debate every podcast. Of course, um, there was the, the very sad loss of Diego Maradona a couple of weeks ago that sent, well, disappointment, shockwave, sadness all throughout sport. But it meant that we reminisced about the great memories that he gave Argentinians, football fans, sports fans, fans of huge characters. And we've really taken an amazing trip down memory lane when remembering his legacy. So my question for you two today is, who is the Maradona of volleyball? Now, things to consider here. Of course, the influence that he had on the field with his amazing talent, the fact that really he changed the game of football or soccer, depending on where you are in the world, um, the cultural impact he had and the fact that he was a footballer, but he was so much more. He was just a huge character, somebody that people looked up to, but he also had those demons off the field as well. So take all of those things into consideration. And for you... I have, I have two names, but okay. in different perspective now, with maybe the social media, maybe, I don't know. My first choose is Samuel Papi. He played uh, on the 40s. Okay. I played with him in the... In the last game in career, but he changed the volleyball. He played in the outsider. He jumped a lot. He is the best receiver and defender. He played in the volleyball, like Bernardi. Or some Brazilian player, maybe, I don't know, Jiva. 
uh, or he have yeah. maybe outside the court a lot of attention, a lot of uh, maybe situation like Maradona. And inside, maybe you, you play Giva in Poland, Russia, Argentina, Brazil. It's like a star of movie. You know, you go to the airport, Giva. Go, everyone go to Giva. So I am in the middle. Yeah. Amazing. I, interesting. When you said when you said Papi, he wasn't someone who came into my consideration. But as soon as you said it, I was like, oh, of course, of course, he's the he's the Cubans, the, the Russian uh, teams, maybe against Italy or against uh, in the national team. He won everything. You know? Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think a low ball the same. Low ball for me, the huge, the huge. Mm. volleyball player but the huge person outside the court he made a lot of volleyball outside in the, and he plays in indiana he made the first in, in international league in in america he put the own team and he played with their son and some some friends but it's not easy the volleyball is not like the football so i try to mm. to open my mind I, I have no one maybe five different choose Here's an outside shout for you, just something to consider, not in terms of her, her character off the court, because she seems quite reserved, but certainly in terms of the emotional response that she gets from volleyball supporters and the dominance on the court. Someone like Ju Ting, because people go crazy oh. for her. She arrived on the scene. She smashed the Olympics. She came to Europe. She she did everything that, that you could do here in terms of in terms of silverware. And people adore her. They travel across the world to, to follow her. So maybe she hasn't had the, the impact on the game for as long as somebody like Papi. And maybe she hasn't changed the way that people play in that context. Well, maybe, maybe in Asia, or maybe in Korea, China, and Japan, maybe look, I feel here with Ishikawa. In Milan, it's mm-hmm. a lot of Japan people come to only to see one practice or make me one picture, I know, from... The impact they have these kind of players, he in Japan, Ishikawa is like a superstar. So he can go outside the hotel with everyone, go to close to see Ishikawa, more photo like this. Uh, maybe in Argentina, the ball was not so uh, important. Like in Poland, the Poland, the World Championship in the 2014, it's like the TV stars go to the supermarket, can walk, can walk. Leon Wilfredo, my ex-teammate, he told me, I can go to the supermarket with my wife. It's impossible. I can walk. I can stay five minutes without anything. So in different countries, the, the impact is different, I think. Maybe, I don't know, in Argentina, it's not so important the volleyball would like sport. Maybe it's more the basketball with like Ginobili, like football, like Maradona, Messi, and like this. My, maybe in Poland, in Brazil, in Russia, I think in Japan, Korea, China, I think the impact with the volleyball players, females or men's player, is huge difference with Europe and mm-hmm. South America. That sounds like a great place to wrap it up. Luciano, this has been an absolute joy. Thank you so much for taking the time 
to have a chat to us. I know that you've been traveling around. I know that you're tired. I know you've got training and games and a meal to eat and a dog to feed. So this, yeah, thank you so much for your time. Um, <laughs> if you have got a contribution to that, whoever you think the Maradona of volleyball is, let us know either by emailing the space at cev.eu or on socials, let volleyball talk is the hashtag. Uh, Luciano, have you got a message for the supporters before we end it? Yeah, thank you for everyone to ask, ask me some stuff on these volleyball situations. Uh, I want to see, I want the first bubble man in your channel. <laughs> I wait here for Hey, bubble, bubble man. man. I love that. <laughs> and if you enjoy this conversation, I'm sorry for my English. It's not really fun. I try to, to make the impact and anything for me, this kind of conversation, the kind of platform, for me, it's the best for volleyball new. And thank you and congratulations for this podcast. Oh, Luciano, you're a legend, mate. I can't wait to Cheers. see you on the volley bubble. If you're tuning in for the first time, you're wondering what that is, uh, head over to CEV's YouTube or Key Michael's YouTube for the volley bubble. Great guests on her international travels. And we've just heard a live sign up to yes. reach out into the men's game there. Yes. Oh, I can't wait. <laughs> I've been getting a lot of requests, but never people putting their own hand up and saying, come, come visit me. So that's awesome. Oh, I love it. Thanks very love much it. for listening. We'll be back soon from all of us here at the Ace Space. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. I hope you enjoyed that episode of the Ace Space. This is me, Britt Harbots, and I will be co-hosting the podcast soon. So if you have anything you want to ask me or something you want us to chat about, please write to us on theacepace.cv.eu and we'll see if we can make it happen. But for now, stay safe and we will see each other on the other side.